Welcome back to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Russell Westbrook Gets a Chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, there's an NBA season basketball game tonight, and the Wizards play tomorrow. And to help me discuss our season preview, I have two special guests. Ryan Mokhyber and Stephen Powers. How are you guys doing? Doing good today. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Doing fantastic. Good to be on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank both of you for being on the show. Let's get right to it. All right. So um, first things first, we know that Rui Hachimura has conjunctivitis in both eyes and he will not play for the next two to three weeks. Who do you think? should start at the four spot in place of Rui while he's injured. Um, Ryan, we'll start with you. All right. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking more maybe Davis Tans because of the contract that he just signed and also his shooting ability. You know, uh, Westbrook, you know, being a passer that he is, I think, you know, definitely get the ball to him, get a couple shots up. So I think that's the best chance to go. Okay. Steven? And for me, I I think that this is an opportunity right now to see what you can get out of Denny. Really like Bertans in the uh, as a six man role and playing against the the second uh, team more so than with the starters. Um, Bonga, he's another option that Scotty could go to uh, if he needs more defense. But uh, there's some offensive limitation there, and some of the wild cards that he could go with. Troy Brown Jr., if he's ready to step up, but I, I think he's also better to stay in with that second team. But I, I do think Gill could offer some good options right off the bat. Just bring him in. Right. We might have lost Steven there. But, however, I will say this while he's rejoining. Uh, that's kind of what it is, right? It's a whether or not do you want to go all offense or do you want to go some defense? So if you start Bertans, you're essentially saying we're going all offense. Yeah, exactly. We're going all offense and we're going to outscore the other team. However, I understand his thought process with Bunga because Bunga's better defensively. And, you know, Westbrook's known for having Andre Roberson Robertson play with him, who's a yeah. defensive-minded wing. So yeah. that's one thing. It's kind of tough. I understand, Ryan, what you're saying. You know, if you're going to have Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Thomas Bryant, you might as well just go all offense. Yeah, I mean, I do understand the defensive side, but, like, if you think about it, I mean, Westbrook's going to get a good amount of the minutes over Ishmael, you know, at the point guard position. So you want that passer out there with Davis. So Davis will still get his minutes. So I do see the side where you should put defense out there, to be honest with you. Because I know Wizards were like, ranked like second or third last defensively last year. Right. So that's some defensive player out there. Because, you know, if you look at the, the year in OKC where it was Westbrook, Roberson, and Paul George, you know, Paul George dropped almost 30 a night, which Beal obviously can do. He did it last year. So, like, you get that one defensive player out there, I think, it, you know, it, it gives a mindset of more defense during the game. Right. I, I agree. Um, I agree with that. That's why I think. I think Steven's idea of Bonga does make sense, but I, I just, I just dream about Westbrook and Bill out there with Birdtowns, and I, it just sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a six man, so you know he's he's going to get the minutes. He's going to get his right. Brook, so you know, you get that one little bit because you know you guys start the game off hot. You know, you get that nice little you know eight zero run quick. You know, the defense needs to help with that. So you know, Bonga isn't a bad choice, but Davis could be the one you know gets all those eight points. You know, if right. we are passing them up. So, like, you really can't go wrong if you really think about it. Right. Steven, all of the players you name, which one would you – what would be your first choice? Right now, I'd go with Denny. I think this is a, a wonderful opportunity, especially the first five games. Uh, we got Orlando at home twice, Chicago at home twice. I think this is a good good chance to see what the rookie can do. Okay. Um, so then the starting five we're saying would be Westbrook, so it would be Westbrook at the one, Bill at the two. We know Thomas Bryant at the five. And then we're going 
So at the four, we're going. So we have two more spots left. We have the three and the four. So for the three, are we saying Denny, Avdia, and then the four, Bertons, or what? What are we? What are you guys thinking? Well, yeah, I think Denny definitely belongs at the three more than the four. I think he plays more of that, you know, slashing. That, that more, yeah. Like if you think about it, like wholeheartedly, I'm not trying to be like that guy, but like the really, you know, underrated version of Kevin Durant, you know, like that skinny shooter who can also mm-hmm. like. I don't know. Him at the three is just so much better than the four. Which are, and then the four, you can put Bertans or Bonga there, wherever you decide to go offense or defense. Right, I agree. Uh, we're about to we're about to piss off the KD fan stands here. No, we're not saying he's Kevin Durant. We're just yeah, I get what you're saying. They have they have similarities. Yeah, I'm not trying to say he's Kevin Durant. I'm just saying he just fits the three role a lot better than the four role at being that kind of size that he is. I'm, I'm comparing size, not athletic. Right, right. I agree, uh, Stephen. So what? So who do you have at the three and four? Well, no, no, absolutely got to agree with Danny staying at the three, but at that four position, I just don't like Bertans getting a lot of minutes there, and I, I think that's where you gotta you gotta Bonga. use Bonga and Gill and a little bit of Gill right now to to uh, until you can get Hachimura back, and that's not going to probably be till till about the tenth game or so, eight, okay. eight or game eight or gate ten. Okay, so I agree. So we're in agreement. Westbrook, Beal, Denny, Bunga, and Thomas Bryant. Yeah, that's a great oh. 25, I think, definitely for tomorrow's opening day. I agree with that. Okay, I, I agree with that. So we'll we'll move on to our next segment since we're all in agreement on that. Next, we will look at who is the most important player not named Bill or Westbrook and why. Uh, Stephen, I'll start with you this time got to be uh i think you know what you're getting with bryant so for for me this year you know bryant has got to step it up but really hachimura this is his year he's got to prove a little bit more than he did last year stay healthy stay on the court and really really give him give him some uh some power at that number four position okay brian so uh, being just a Westbrook fan, I haven't watched a lot of Thomas Bryant tape at all, really. But if he could play anywhere near to the athletic ability and, you know, just the, building chemistry with Russell Westbrook, being how, like, you know how good Westbrook and Adams was, if Bryant right. could be that guy with the three-point shot, which Adams ever had, I think it'd be a great duo if chemistry can get there. So I think if Bryant just, you know, steps his game up, like Steven said, and just becomes that third player, that third offensive star with Beal and Westbrook, I think it's over with. You know, they're going to be nice, you know, getting to the playoffs that way. Right. I agree. Those were the two players that I was kind of torn between, Rui and Thomas Bryant. Here's the reason being is we all know, the three of us know, what Westbrook and Beal are going to give us. Exactly. But in the playoffs, the court shrinks. They get doubles especially since it seems like Scott Brooks is really going to stagger the two. Who's going to be the third option? Is it going to be Rui? To me, he's the most likely because although Bryant can put the ball on the floor, Rui is a slasher. He can put the ball on the floor. He can attack the closeout. But is he going to shoot well enough to be the consistent third scorer? I, I, I see that. The wild card, though, is is Bertans. I yes. Mean, when 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 you bring him in there at the right times in the game, and he gets hot, he's going to be that third third guy. So I, I mean, for me, it's that consistency over the season, and that's where I Rui has really got to bring that to us. I think. Right. To, uh, so did you guys find it interesting going off a little bit? Did you guys think it was interesting? I know they only played the first half, but. Bertans didn't play as many minutes with Westbrook as I thought. Yeah, that was kind of like different. Like, no, I didn't expect that. Uh, the word we're hearing is because he was late coming over from Latvia that he, he did arrive a little bit out of shape and hadn't hadn't really had game time. And even Bertans himself said, you know, he was good for about three to four minutes, but then he was winded. He he needed to get back in shape. So. Hopefully another uh, another week of some practicing has, has got him a little bit closer. But I think he's still a couple of weeks away from from being being in basketball shape. You know. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I found it interesting. That could be part of it. Um, you know, chasing Russell Westbrook definitely isn't something you should do. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not wrong. I keep I, I keep telling uh, everyone. I know we saw a glimpse of it, but that still wasn't fast as it's going to be. Oh no, it's gonna be faster. It's gonna be much faster than that. It was like he's kind of doing it, but not really. Um, yeah, it's probably a bad idea for Brooks to throw him out there too much with Westbrook if he's still trying to get in shape. Um, so that makes sense. Um, I just found it interesting. I I just felt like he should almost play all of his minutes with Westbrook. Yeah, close to it. Um, so I found it a little bit interesting. To be honest with you, real quick with another question, answer to that question is like I think any big man, you know, it doesn't have to just be Bryant, because if you like being a Westbrook fan, follow him everywhere. Houston was the worst season to watch, his season in Houston being small ball and all that. Yeah. Like, it, it it hurt because Westbrook doesn't need the small ball. He needs the shooters, don't get me wrong, but the small ball is just not there, especially when you're playing teams like the Lakers in the second round of the playoffs. You know, you have the big men there. You can't do anything about it when you have P.J. Tucker as your center. So having Bryant and Huchamara back, being those big men, getting those boards, you know, playing that defense, I think that's just going to help Westbrook and Beal play their game better. So really congrats to the big man stepping up. I definitely agree. It did seem like at times in Houston, I know this isn't the Houston pod, but to your point, I felt like the Rockets, including Westbrook, which is crazy for us Westbrook fans because he's an energizer buddy. Exactly. I felt like they got worn down, including him. So when they got to the fourth quarter, it was kind of like they're just tired. Yeah, and they're not getting any boards, and then, you know, that team is going to go on a run. And it's just right. like, That's what I'm saying. So literally any big man. If they become, if he becomes that third, you know, weapon with Beal and Westbrook, it's going to be, it'd be a lot better. A right. Lot. Well, I, I, I tell you what, taking this in a kind of another direction because you know we're hearing a lot, and I, I love Russ is here, and but we are hearing a lot of he's going to be sitting in these back to backs, so we're going to need Ish Smith and and NATO to really step it up and and fill that point guard position when when Russ That's is true. getting some, some is needed true. rest time. Westbrook that is a great point. That chemistry though from early OKC days, so. That is very true. That actually is a great point because that explains why they probably didn't really have him play that much in the preseason because he is going to be out those back-to-backs. So they're going to have, yeah. have to play without him. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're... I, I'm all for – yeah, I'm all for resting him because I, I want him the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. His knee, it definitely hasn't been the best shape since that playoff series in Portland when he was at OKC. But he 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 says one hundred percent. I'm not sure what Wizards doctor says. I haven't I haven't heard anything. But I mean, especially beginning of the season because what what the game two and three is, is already back to back. So definitely rest him for one of those. When we get near All Star break though, I'm thinking you should just play him. You know, you're gonna need you're gonna need that intensity that that playoff push to get to make sure you get into the playoffs because the East is actually kind of looking nice this year. It is. It is. It's much better this year, the East. So it's one of those things. How serious are they this season about getting into the playoffs? I would surmise that it's a big deal because this is a contract year for Scott Brooks, I believe. Yeah. So how serious are you about getting into the postseason? Because if you're resting one of your best two players on back to backs, are you, I mean, unless they're playing a bad team. Most people are, are probably saying, okay, well, that's just a schedule loss. Yeah. And and I tell you what, for us around here in Washington, uh, we there are no bad teams. We've <laughs> suffered through – we have suffered through uh, our leaders not not getting it up for the bad teams and losing to games that that we, we should win. And and I'm looking for Russ's intensity to really help, help that. Intensity uh, is definitely going to be there. I, you know, I fought him since I started liking basketball. And, and, and Beal, the way Beal played last year has been lights out. If he can do that again this year, I think it's one of the best. I think it's the second best duo in the East, and to be honest with you, behind Kyrie and KD. So well, I feel like, you know, there's definitely a playoff push there. And, and the back-to-back, you just got to be careful because you're going to need him at least one of those days. Well, the East has definitely gotten harder this year. The Heat are for real. The, the Boston's got a tandem up there that's that's tough. Philly's tough as well. I mean, the, the East is – and then, of course, Brooklyn is, is getting stronger. So the, the East isn't as much as a cakewalk as it used to right. be. Right. Exactly. I agree. So, so talking – because Ryan brought it up, who – okay, duos in the league. Oh, let's just do backcourt duos. Is there a better 
backcourt duo than Beal and the Brody. Because think about it, both of both of our backcourt players, both of our stars are better than McCollum. So to me, that backcourt is better than Portland's backcourt. Yes, I agree. I'm a homer, so I, I love it. I I think Beal is is the best shooting guard out there, and I think Russ can match up with any point guard. I mean, you know, some some of the elite ones, obviously not at his age now, but what he brings and everything, I think those two, they can go right up against uh, Brown and Tatum if you're going to look at a, another uh, duo in the East. That's true. You got the Celtics, yeah. That's true. I mean, if we're talking backcourt with Clay Thompson being out, I'm saying, right. yeah, Russ and Beal are the best right now. Um, when it comes to duos in the East, I'm saying the second best in the East in general behind Kyrie and KD. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's just, yeah, make sure, you know, those three, four, and five, and six guys show up every night with them and play that intensity, and then it could be a really good year. Right. I, I agree. And, and, yeah. uh, I, I definitely agree. I The scoring punch, look, we all know Westbrook's only going to make it better. But the Wizards, they don't have no problem scoring. Exactly. The offense <laughs> has been there. It's a defense that you need that intensity up with. Mm-hmm. And that that's and I felt like we saw that in the last preseason game. Didn't it just feel different? It was like what Westbrook played, and it just felt yeah. different. Yeah, it did. He he ran the floor. You know, he was hyping up Thomas and Denny all night that, that he was out there, and even the one in Brooklyn when he was you know pretty much playing the coach that game. You know, just, right. he, he's bringing that leadership. Like it's 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 a great thing to watch, and I'm so happy that he's in a better environment being a Westbrook fan. We've not we've not seen that in Washington for three, four years, uh, that kind of intensity in that final preseason game and the, the, just the ball movement and the, 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 just the team chemistry. It was just phenomenal. And, you know, I'm, I'm a long time wizards fan. I've been watching for 40 years, uh, to see, to see this kind of, uh, energy infused into the team is, it's something we've needed for a long, long time. Yeah. That, that's why I definitely, Chose to have you on, Stephen, as I know you've been a homer for a very, very. I think they were the bullets back then, weren't they? <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's why. I, and actually, I go back to the Baltimore bullets <laughs> and the Capitol bullets, and then they became the Washington bullets. So yeah, yeah. it it's yeah, that's why because I wanted your perspective. So going into that, you know. I, I, that's why I had everybody on. I know you've been a homer for over four years in D.C. I know me and Ryan have been Westbrook fans for I me mean, for over a decade you know, since he was in UCLA. Right. So, Steve, let me ask you this. Was it a just a chemistry thing? He's really been injured for the last four seasons. So was it an injury thing? Was it a chemistry thing? Was it a personality clash? What was because I don't know. All of the above. It was never, it's never one thing. It's a, it's, it's like Chinese water torture, not that it's uh, torture, but it's just the little drops every day that, that don't come together. You know, again, the injury first and foremost, when you don't have John Wall out there on the court interacting with the team, you lose that. Second of all, when you, 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 you um, when you have other injuries or, or not the right role players, things aren't coming together. So, so what Westbrook is going to help all of that. He's just such a great leader. Westbrook's going to help all of that chemistry, you know, lack of leadership, energy. You know, Westbrook plays every single play like it's his last play. Every single game, I guess his last game. Yeah, that's so true. It's crazy. And how people don't really like look at it that way. He's like he's playing just in case he doesn't play ever again, you know. It's, right. It's crazy. And, yeah. and leadership is beyond amazing. I mean, he's played with Kevin Durant, Paul George, Carmelo, and James Harden, and you can see going on and on with the stars that, you know, you look at them and they you think they should be leaders as well. And they, and they are, I'm not saying they're not. But this Westbrook in that locker room it just makes it so they, they're even better. Like Kevin Durant's MVP year wouldn't have happened without Russell Westbrook. You know, Paul George's almost MVP year wouldn't have happened without Russell Westbrook. Right. So it's just it's... crazy to the point where Beal got snubbed from All Star game last year and out of MVP talk. But he was dropping 30, you know, 
30 points a night and getting his career high broken, you know, every other week. So to, to the point where Westbrook could definitely make him an MVP caliber player is like, you know, amazing for this Washington Wizards team. But, you know, it's even more than that because Wall made people better on the court. But oh, no, I'm not saying Wall did where, but where it comes in, where, where what we need here in Washington is beyond the talent is is that leadership role that Russ really does bring. I mean, mm-hmm. he comes to practice three three weeks early or three hours early. He when he goes to a charity event, he brings his teammates with him. Right. He, yep. He's he's infusing his will on on everyone around him and making everybody want to be a part of him and right. and and we were we were you know you're gonna this might upset a lot of wall fans here in dc but john just did not bring that intangible and and he was criticized for it uh, um for a lot of reasons um and it manifested itself in in some of the social media content that that got out about him you wouldn't see that kind of stuff uh, with Russ. Maybe Russ is clubbing, but you're not seeing those kind of uh, same uh, negative images that that were dogging John, uh, right, in the leadership role. Right. No, I, I know what you mean. I agree. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he gives off everything that you would want to think of an athlete, and that's why he does such a great job wherever he goes. He's the ultimate pro. He shows up early. He's the last one to leave. He goes, he does these, all these charities events. He's a family man. He's always playing with his kids and his wife, doing oh, funny yeah. videos with his wife. We'll see that family. Great yes. Yeah. You know, the family thing, that's, that's what – so he oozes just the ultimate pro, like just the perfect pro. And so – and then he tries to teach. Like he's like, he took Denny. Um, he took Denny and who else did he take with him on that charity uh, event? Uh, Winston, Cassius Winston. Cassius, yeah, you know, just teaching them how to be the ultimate pro. And that's, he taught Oladipo. People forget Oladipo was not the Oladipo in Indiana the year before in OKC. He gave all that credit to Russell Westbrook. He said he taught me how to work. He taught me how to be a pro. He went to Indiana, and people were like, whoa, Oladipo is just amazing. An instant leader. Right, right. Um so I know what you mean. He's definitely going to bring that. You could feel it in the preseason game. Everyone was just excited to play. They were hustling. The defense was the most thing that impressed me the most. Is I, They were just working so hard. Ish Smith was just all up in the guard's grill. Just yeah, that's, being that's a pest. That's what you, need. That's what you right. need. Especially when Westbrook's on the bench. That's what you need from him. Right. Oh, that, th- that three-guard lineup when they had uh, Beal, Ishmith, and uh, Russ in, that was, that was something to watch. It was. Speed, it I, was. I hope Scotty unleashes that uh, in the right situations this year. The right situations is key. I don't think they should – some people are saying they should scrap it. I don't think they should scrap it. I think what you said is right. They, there are spots they can use that in, and they should, because it was beauty to watch. The passing, the speed – just the tenacity, everything was great. Some people were like, they need to scrap the three-guard lineup. And I'm replying to him on Twitter, like, no, I don't need to scrap it. Just, just This is Scotty's <laughs> biggest opportunity. He's, he's not had this many players in this deep a bench. And, and you know, to stay with set rotations, he's going to really have to be an in-game manager and, and, and use some of this talent at the right times right. and right matchups. I agree. I definitely and, agree. And I do. I hope he, you know, I want to see Beal and Westbrook out there together, but I, I think we can also, by by separating them a little bit and, and splitting them up with the other other guys, I think we could have some other good rotation uh, um, sets, you know, but, uh, yeah. but in, in different games. I think Scott Brooks back with Westbrook is definitely going to be a big reason for that because he separated Durant and Westbrook a bunch of times. And they still had found, you know, found success during those different lineups. That's true. That's true. That's true. They'll they'll start together. They'll start the second half together, and then they'll end together. But they'll play those middle quarters kind of apart, except for they'll probably, yeah. It, and then we all know Scott Brooks. Well, at least in OKC, he shrinks it the second playoff starts. So yeah. um, <laughs> he shrinks the rotation like really small. Um, so they'll play together more. Um, but you know what? Let's let's move on to our next segment. 
because we're talking about Beal and Westbrook. Um, Westbrook and Beal, what are their uh, ideal roles to bring about the best possible outcome this season, to be the most successful? What do the roles need to be specifically for Westbrook and Beal? I'll go first this time. I think you, I didn't go first yet. Um, here's my thing. I said the second he got traded after I got over the fact that, you know, he got traded. I said uh, he needs to be a pass-first point guard. Now, he is a floor general. That's what he is. People misunderstood what he said based off the report. Uh, oh, Westbrook just wants to do, do what he wants again. It's not the case. He was a floor general in OKC, even with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was the best player, but that was Westbrook's floor. He was a floor general. He needs to be a pass-first point guard. Russell Westbrook needs to average 12, 13. He needs to average at a career high in assists. 24 to 26 points. Why? It's because he's Russell Westbrook. He's gonna he can score 24 to 26 in the sleep. He's gonna get those. He's too great. Double digit assists, 24 to 26 points. Make Beal an MVP candidate. Make sure he doesn't get snubbed this year. Exactly. That's what I need from Westbrook. Beal, be an assassin. That is your job. Just an assassin. All game long. Just like Paul George. And in OKC with Paul George, Westbrook said, and the report said, Westbrook had to keep Paul George aggressive. Because he knew, look, I'll feed you. You just got to be aggressive. I want Bill to just be an assassin. If Bill's an assassin and Westbrook's setting everyone up and they play defense, I think they could be a success. Well, definitely. He would be was dropping 30 a game last year without him. So you right. he's gonna probably average almost towards Harden numbers, you know, 35 to 37 a night with the way Westbrook's gonna be passing to him. And yeah, I'm gonna agree with everything with you said on Westbrook, except for the point of I'm thinking almost his triple double self, you know. Right. just at the big men, you know, and Brian Huchamar are playing, but that those re, those boards could be there, you know. I mean he he had a knee surgery and he you know he didn't get the, anywhere near those rebounds in Houston. So maybe maybe that could be it, you know, the age getting there. But other than that, I know he's gonna be aggressive towards that ball. He's gonna get it, he's gonna wanna get it. And that triple double could be there. It is his floor. So, you know, you make sure Beal's getting his his touches and it's gonna be 30, 35 a night from Beal. So I agree with everything you said. I I just think the rebounds could be there for Westbrook. It just depends on how good his knee is this year. Right. Okay. And and for, for me, this is D.C., so uh, everything comes down to uh, right or wrong, Republican or Democrat, my side <laughs> or your side. I got to I, I gotta hope that uh, Brad and, and Russ, and I don't think they will, will get caught up in that all whole thing and noise and whose team it is. I, I, I think they... They, I, I really think they'll, they're bigger than their egos, and they understand uh, the, the, the teamwork makes the dream work, and I think that's going to make both of them better, and we're not going to get caught up in, in, in any of that kind of locker room nonsense. I, I think that's a huge, huge right. boost to this team I totally agree. right there. Now, you know, when they're on the court, I think Brad is thrilled to have Russ here. I think he, Brad wants to get back into his shooter role and also not be so gassed on defense that, that he can actually play defense. Um, so I, I think Beal is excited about what Russ is going to bring and, and, you know, not seeing all the double teams that he had to live mm-hmm. with the last two years. Uh, so, so um, yeah, I think this is going to really be exciting. Right. Um, I definitely agree. That's a great point. Um, and I, I, I agree. I don't think it'll be an issue. I think they'll just I think they'll just go out there and play. I don't think they'll get caught up in no, – does, does it really matter? I think it matters to fans and the media. Well, some fans in the media. But does it – does it really matter to the players? I mean, Westbrook left Houston for that reason, so I know he's not going to bring it here. And with the way Beal has right. been, you know, well, I can't talk with how happy Beal has been so far, and this is season goes on, he's going to be more happy. So those two definitely are not going to be like you know the drama people in the in the locker room. You know, Westbrook wanting to get away from it. You know, he wants the ball, he wants to get that ring, and I know Beal's always been balling, so I don't think it's, it's going to be a problem in Washington. 
No, nah, Beal's definitely ready to put all that drama behind him. And he knows the narrative around here is, is going to try and, and cycle some of the talk into that. But uh, I think Russ and him and both of them being on Team Jordan yeah, that now, was a, I, I just that, I think they're going to be really yes. good, good team. West pretty much recruited him to be a Jordan brand. He's already wearing Jordans in this preseason – or West, West, he's wearing Westbrook's Jordans in the preseason games. Yeah, they already <laughs> built that chemistry. Yeah, I uh, I made a joke <laughs> on Twitter because I said, uh, you know, Bill released the clip where he's, you know, he's he's jokingly complaining about Westbrook taking over the locker room and you see all the boxes of shoes. But then, he, but then he ended up wearing the shoes in the preseason <laughs> game. I was like, how are you complaining about the shoes and you're wearing the shoes, Bill? <laughs> Posted. I'm pretty sure I saw this report. I'm not sure if it was actually a real good source of trust, but I, I I think half of that cart was for Bill. Like, oh. to Beal. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I saw it somewhere. I forget where. Yeah, they, they seem like they're having a lot of fun together. To me, that's most important. Westbrook hasn't been – I haven't seen him this happy in a long time. Oh, long, long time. So being a Westbrook fan, going with him wherever he is, man, this yeah. is the happiest he's been. Um, And what I'm getting from some Wizards fans is – they feel like Bill's pretty happy too. Would you say that that's that's true, Steven? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think Bill. Uh, I think the Bill and John riff was was blown way out of proportion. But I think after five, six years of it, I think Bill Bill was tired about always hearing about it or answering to it. So I think just not having that is 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 a weight off his shoulders. And then to have somebody like Russ, you know, a nine time all all star, uh, you know, certain Hall of Fame lock uh, to play with him. I think right. was just ecstatic. Uh, well, that's good. That that's good. I I do want to bring up one thing. Was that offense in the last preseason game? It was just so pretty. I, I was surprised. The sets were amazing. The way that they were using Bill Westbrook and Bryant, they were so worried about. Westbrook's drive, the way that they designed the set, they were just leaving people wide open. And I was surprised because if you follow Westbrook for as long as I have, Brooks drove me nuts in OKC because he wasn't creative. So I was surprised. I don't know if there's an offensive coach on the bench that I'm not. Were you surprised as well with the offense? I, it just didn't seem like a Scott Brooks offense from the OKC days. Yeah, well, I think when it comes to, when you combine the OKC days with the Washington, and once again, it's only been preseason, so you can't really do a full comparison. Right. Um, definitely, definitely different in a way. I think it was more smoother in Washington, but that, that's not saying it was bad in OKC. I'm just thinking like they know Scott really knows how Westbrook plays nowadays because you know he got, he was his coach when he was in his prime, you know. And, and also with Kevin Durant. So he had to worry about, you know, the real all-star against an all-star that was up and coming to the point of now Westbrook is an MVP, nine-time all-star. Right. Older age where the point is, you know, you're you're not going to be able – like I heard when he first joined the team that Scott was joking about him not being able to dunk in practice. <laughs> so, like, he, he's definitely, yeah. definitely making it more comfortable, more safer for Westbrook. But I feel like when the regular season starts off tomorrow – I feel like Westbrook's going to take over the game like he always does. Um, but definitely the offense in the Washington preseason game was definitely a lot smoother than back in OKC with Scott. Um, especially with, like, Denny, you know, having that nice rookie. Mm-hmm. Scott, you know, Scott's last really good rookie that he, had, like, was coached was James Harden. So, like, that's a totally different story. They're totally different players. So, I don't know. It's definitely more smoother. It's definitely my final answer. And I can't right. Because once again, it's a preseason game. Westbrook played what only the first half, maybe even the first right. quarter. That I, I think I turned it off because I had some friends over, but that's all I remember. I think it only was like first quarter. So when it comes tomorrow against Philly, I feel like it's going to be even more smoother. You know, even more, right. even more, but also more intense because Westbrook's on the floor four quarters of the game. Well, the the other part of that preseason game, I mean, and it was so good. I know. Bertans was one for six, and but. And between Bertans and uh, Russ and Beal, they were, I forget, something like three from 17 for three. Right. That, that's going to change. 
Um, so well, this this that's offense what, that's is only going to get more and more lethal. Minus in my in my opinion is his shooting ability. Like if he had a shot, it's yep. over that he's already one of the best players to ever play a basketball. But his shot sh- shooting is a, the one of the biggest parts in basketball, and he just can't do it from the three point range. My, I mean, I'm a diehard fan of him, but I gotta be honest. Um, he can definitely fix it, but he, I mean, it's just not there. But giving Beal and Davis those shots, you know, make mm-hmm. sure they're open, giving them the good pass, you know, those great dimes, you know, way he, way Westbrook can pass the ball. They're, they're not gonna go three for seventeen. They're gonna go a lot better than the regular right. season. Right. Oh, and Thomas right. Bryant yeah. too. Yeah. He'll be yeah. knocking yeah. them down because from Westbrook three. centers. If, if he had one, they weren't shooting. Stephen they weren't shooting. shooting. Uh-huh. So it's gonna be it's gonna change a lot better. No, and I think I think Russ is going to get the confidence in these guys around him where he doesn't feel like yeah, he has exactly. to uh, put up exactly. the shots as, as he, much. He gave too. Paul George. He even gave Andre Roberson those those confidence shots in the playoffs. So you yep. know, Beal and Denny and Bertans are, are going to get those shots up. It's going to be a lot better. Right, I agree. That that's exactly what I was going to say. Is he doesn't have to take those shots in Washington. So, like you said, he has a. Everyone around him can shoot a three, exactly. so he doesn't have to take those shots. He people don't realize that Westbrook took a lot of threes in his past because he was trying to play catch up, and he's the one who would take the shot. Look, I'm not trying to be critical, but I watched Paul George run from the moments in the playoffs. I watched him do that. Yeah, he didn't right. want the ball. Yeah. Game. What, what was that yep. game against Utah? It had like six points. He had four points. Yes, four points. That's just egregious. And and he, oh, he exactly. was passing out. I've watched him do that. Who won't see Beal do that? First round of the playoffs against Boston, or everyone I say we're playing against. Beal Beal's going to drop thirty something. He ain't going to shy away. Right, right. Um, so he's not going to take those pull up threes. Threes he needs to take early in the shot. He's, he doesn't have to on the Washington Wizards. He'll take his cotton shot. He'll get to the basket. He'll get his team gets involved. If he's wide open, he'll shoot it. We prefer him to shoot it from the corners because he tends to make those more. But if he's wide open, he'll shoot them. If not, I don't think he will. I think he'll just try to move the offense. Let's end the shot yeah. clock. He doesn't have to. Probably and he can have Bill take those late shot clock threes. Yeah. If if the, if the open, open look isn't there on that possession, he's gonna you know he's gonna drive it in and either take it himself or give it to Thomas. Like this is you know basketball. He doesn't need those three point shots. Right. I definitely agree. I, I man, I'm so excited for the game tomorrow. I just I can't because I cannot oh, wait. I, I want to Westbrook again so bad. I know. Which he does. Let's let's move on to the next segments because I was going to get into it. Um, okay, we're going to preview. We're going to try and choose the first ten games here. Okay, so we'll bring up so game one, Wizards Sixers tomorrow at six p.m. We go on W or L now. This is hard because remember Westbrook like never loses to MB. Exactly. <laughs> never. Oh, I didn't never. know that. <laughs> triple overtime one time, but still got it done. Yes. He never loses to him. However, oh. we this is a young Wizards team outside of Westbrook. It's a pr- fairly young Wizards team going against Simmons and MB. It's just Westbrook never loses to him. It just never does. I think opening day with Westbrook against Embiid and his first game with Beal playing against Ben Simmons, who doesn't have a shot either on offense still. I'm going to go Wizards taking the dub by 10 points. Woohoo! Hot! Ooh. <laughs> Love it. Love I, just, it. I don't know. Especially with Thomas Bryant, you know, they had taken a lot of work from Hugh Chamar for being out against Embiid. And Brian, me, I haven't watched uh... – DC go up to Philly. Uh, it's usually a tough place for us to win. I think Philly's going to be coming out pretty, pretty stoked with the new coach, new GM, uh, really wanting to do well in front of their fans. I think it's going to be a tough, tough victory to get. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to pick Philly uh, tomorrow night. Okay. Now, Steven picked Philly. Okay, their, me, their new GM is Daryl Morey, and Westbrook doesn't like him. So I mean, <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I, you're right. I keep forgetting the Russ intensity factor is going to notch things. That's up what I'm saying. Opening day, I, I think <laughs> isn't correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm think Westbrook's opening day record is pretty amazing. I want to yeah. say like 
Yeah. Like 12 and 1 or 11 and 1 or something like that. Oh, yeah. He, he very rarely loses opening night and he never loses to Embiid. It, it, oh, it's, tough. it's a tough. I'm going to go Wizards. I'm going to go Wizards in a close game. I'm going to say they win by three. Okay. I like it. All right. I like it. I'm going to say they win by three because um, that is a good duo there. I just think that in the end, like he, it's like Ryan was saying, doesn't matter if they go double overtime, triple overtime, Russ always finds a way to beat him. Yeah, he, he does definitely find a way to beat him. Beat. All right. Good, good. Two two factors that I did not know of, and I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow night. I can't wait for tomorrow night. I really can't. <laughs> All right. Um. So the next game we're going to do is the Magic versus the Wizards. Oh, uh, this this homestand is the most important homestand of the year. These four games are critical to the success of this team. If they come out of the gate serious with that Russ intensity and beat up on Orlando in two games to the two Chicago games, this is a home series that the, that, that we need to just take over and get four wins. And, and they're all winnable games. I think all four of these should be won. I agree. Okay. Uh, Ryan? I'm going to say another dub. Um, I'm not sure about how many. Orlando is just unpredictable. I mean, especially last year in the playoffs where they won the first game against Milwaukee. Um. I'm going to agree with, agree with Steven, the four-game win streak, except maybe one loss because they're back. They, they're both back-to-backs, and Westbrook's definitely going to probably sit one or, one or two of those games. So yeah. I'll, say, I'll say three games. I'll say three games. I, I'm going to say they, they beat Orlando both times, but on one of the back-to-back, Chicago's going to get one of the wins. Okay, so – okay, so – okay. So you have them losing one of the first five. Right. Yep. Okay, so I'll go. And I also have them losing one of the first five as well. And I think that's what I have down for my notes too. I do. I have them winning all but the back-to-back versus Orlando, and which they they could. I mean, Bill can beat Bill, and the Wizards can beat that team without Russ. It's just me. You're going to be excited the first two games playing with Russ, and then Russ is going to sit the third one. Versus in that back back with the Magic, and I think they might drop that one. And then they pay the Bulls the 29th, and then the Bulls on the 31st. So I think they win both of those. Um, oh wait, those aren't back to backs. No, they're there There's a day in between. So okay, okay. So still lose one of them, but yeah, it'd be one of the Orlando games, the back to back for us. Um. So we all have them four and one. Yep. Their first five games. Okay. Now this is when the schedule ramps up. This is what the schedule ramps up. On January 1st, they play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. And then on January 3rd, they play the Nets. Then on 6th, they play the 76ers. Then the Celtics. Then the Heat. That's their next slate, their next five. Oh, my God. Okay. Wolves, Nets, Sixers, Celtics, Heat. What are we thinking? I'm thinking – they take that momentum out of the homestand and they're able to get a victory up in Minnesota. I think there's still, still things going on up in Minnesota that that team uh, is beatable. But I think those next four uh, games, three on the road, Brooklyn, Philly, Boston, and then home here at Miami, I think all four of those could be, be losses, actually. Okay. Which, again, why I think those, those Orlando-Chicago games are so important. Right. Okay. Um, so then, so you said they'll beat the Wolves. Beat the Wolves. And then I, I, I unfortunately see four straight losses. Uh, Brooklyn, Philly, uh, Boston, and Miami. Okay, but that, but that means you have them five and five after ten. Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay, Ryan, what are you thinking? All right, so you're going to agree, you know, big win against the Wolves after the momentum. So, um, and then where's the Philly game at home or is it in Philly? The 
at Philly again. So yeah. Philly again? The two Philly games are both on the road. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to say they win. Wizards win in Philly. But then I'm going to agree with the next three as losses. Nets. Um, Nets, Celtics, Heat. Yep. I think, you know, Katie and Kyrie are just the best in the East right now when it comes to duos. It's going to be hard to beat. Boston, just because it's in Boston, which is why I'm, I'm scared of that game. Westbrook knows how to play there. I mean, that's the only time I've ever seen him in person. I went to a Celtics-Thunder game. Um, so, he knows how to play there. I've seen it happen. <laughs> but then Miami, oh, Miami's tough, man. You know, reigning East champions, you know, adding Mo Harkless to the starting lineup with Jimmy Butler. And they're probably going to start Hero to two, who took off his rookie year. I don't see them winning. I don't know. I think – Beal and Hero and Westbrook and a Butler matchup will be very nice to watch as a fan, especially me of both because my family's from Miami, so you know I always watch Heat games. Um, I, but I think Wizards gonna take a loss to that one. Okay. Um, but I got six and four. It's my record for them. Yeah, so you have six and four. Okay. I'm gonna shock you guys. I. Don't think he's going to lose to MB. I love it. I think that he will beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they will beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. So they'll, they'll win versus the Timberwolves. They'll lose to the Nets. They'll win versus the 76ers. This is where I'm going to surprise you guys. There's no Kimball Walker. I think that they pull out a close one. First okay. I didn't know about Kemba. I didn't know yeah. about him. Okay. Yeah. So I think they beat the Celtics and then they lose to the Heat. I so agree with that. I, yeah. So then I, I have him. I didn't know Kemba was playing. I didn't know that. Yeah, Kemba's injured, and I just think without their without their point guard, and look, as great as Tatum is, when Kemba is not, it just seems like it bothers him a little bit that he has to handle the ball so much when Kemba's not in the lineup. And Kemba gives them a slasher who can create for others. As good as Tatum is, he's great. He's better at getting his. So, I just think can't they, forget Marcus. Can't forget Marcus Smart against the Wizards. He is a Wizards killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russ doesn't like him either. Kemba's <laughs> <laughs> injury uh, like confirmed that's going to take a while to recover before that game. Yeah, he's out for like the first few weeks of the season. So, okay. um, okay, I'm gonna look. Yeah, so. Okay. I think uh, right then. I think Wizards pull out a, a win in Boston. Okay, so then seven and three. Yeah, it, one hour ago, Kimball Walker still a long way from return from knee procedure. And that's from NBC Sports. So uh, I don't know. I think they pulled that one out. Um, I think that Tatum and you know and team will keep it close, but I, I think Bill and Westbrook and the team can pull out that Boston one. So I have them. Seven and three, but it goes back to what we all agree on. Those first five games are everything. Yeah, it is. Really is, and that that back to back could be a killer. You know, we gotta see how they can play without Westbrook. Because if you saw Houston play without Westbrook, it wasn't pretty. No, at all. It was terrible. They basically (laughs) lost all those games. I think they won one of the back to backs without Westbrook. Yes, and and that's because Harden dropped like forty eight. It is big around DC too. Uh, a six and four start would be phenomenal. If they go three and seven start, the gloom and doom will just start, and everybody will heap just heap on them. They'll pile on them. That's what they do around here. They're they're quick to to trash this team. <laughs> yeah, that, I get that's you know, fan is short for fanatic. So I guess that that makes sense. Um, but honestly, looking at this, we have them at worst five and five, and at best seven and three. Um, that's a good start. You can't. Yeah, that's a good start. That's a good start yeah, to the no. season. Um, and then we're only going to do the first ten, but just after that, they have the Suns, the Jazz, the Wizards, and then the Cavs twice. When do you guys see uh, Rui coming back? Around the the Brooklyn second Philly game, sometime in there. They said two to three weeks. So yeah, it's December. So I'm gonna say uh, those games are without him. Yeah, because that 
I mean, three weeks puts him at what? The second week of January? Yeah. 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 So yeah, you're in past the ten games. Yeah, that's a good point, Rui. Uh, yeah, um, that's true. So he wouldn't come back to probably the what January eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth in there versus the Suns and the Jazz. Um, but if they can get through those first ten games, anywhere between five and five and seven and three, and they play the Suns, the Jazz, the Pistons, and the Cavs twice, we're looking at a good start. Yeah. Cavs twice is, are, are easy dubs, in my opinion. Right. So, you know, you just got to think about Jazz. You know, Mitchell and Westbrook have that history from the playoffs. Well, I tell you, as a season ticket holder who's seen Westbrook come here once a year for the last 10 years, I'm looking to see him play every, every game or as many as he can once they let us back into cap one. Right. Which I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. Um. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the Westwood Podcast. Um, do you guys have anything to plug, anything that you want to promote on the channel? Not really. I mean, just get ready for the season to start. And I can't wait to buy my jersey, too. I'm trying to get that City Edition Westbrook jersey. I know, Man, me too. I'm waiting on it, too. I'm about to, like, January, so, like, I have to wait. <laughs> no. I, got, I got that District of Columbia uh, Beal jersey early Christmas present, though, so. That's what's up. That's yes, what's sir. Up. That's cool. I had to. I always get Westbrook's best player wear jersey as well. I had Paul George jerseys. I had a Harden jersey. <laughs> and and for me, my Twitter handle is at DC Stones. And DC Stones is for the 40 monument boundary stones that outlie the 10-mile square that made up this city, uh, the original monuments and the oldest monuments in the city of the 40 stones that make up that square. 36 of those stones are still in place. They're very historic, and I uh, do a lot of preservation and uh, public awareness with the stones. Wow. So anytime I get a chance to talk about them, please go to www.boundarystones.org to learn more about them. Awesome. That's, pretty, that's really cool. I didn't know anything about that. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining the Westwood Podcast. I appreciate you guys so much, and I hope we can do this again sometime. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep, looking forward to it. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you to Ryan and Steven once again for joining the pod. I really appreciate it. I did not forget our Westbrook fun fact for today. Everyone knows Westbrook wears two wristbands every time he plays a game. One of them says, why not, his life mantra. The other one says, KB3. In honor of his childhood friend, Kelsey Bars III, who died from an enlarged heart. That is your special fact about Russell Westbrook for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at JBEC Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Thank you so much, and please subscribe. And as always, until next time, peace.